Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, joined with my incredible, phenomenal, brilliant co host, Orson Welles. No, 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 wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. No, Adam Long from Focus Newspaper, fellow film critic. How the heck are you, dude? Doing fairly well, my friend. Good. I, uh, you know, just busy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, with my uh, my my new position at the at the television station here in Charlotte, and uh, you know, keeping me busy down there uh, in the old master control booth. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, man. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, but but still finding time to uh, catch keep up with the movies as always. You know, old habits die hard. Yes. is a habit that's been uh, going on for forty years, so it's not likely to stop. Absolutely. Let, soon, let's so. let's hope it. <laughs> let's hope it does not. Uh, we uh, we enjoy the time together, and I'm I'm always uh, always look forward to it. Uh, yeah, you, if, me if, too. Me too. If you've never heard the show, uh, let's give you kind of a little idea of what it is. It's about movies. That's the name, Cinema Scene. So we talk everything from box office results to uh, new Blu-rays and DVDs uh, releases. We also talk hot topics. We give you some movie news. Uh, this week, we're going to make sure we get in some uh, kind of this day in film history news as well. Share with you some uh, birthdays and uh, some people who died um, the, this week uh, in film history as well. And I'm going to also give you a kind of a sneak preview of something cool going on with Turner Classic Movies in Ball State University. Kind of the first time this has ever happened. And we'll talk about that. So that's kind of a tease of what you can expect uh, this week on Cinema Scene. I mean, last week at the box office, Adam was really kind of a lackluster week from a movie standpoint. Uh, one of the, uh, really the, the worst Memorial Day openings in quite a while. Um, yeah. Did not make a lot of money. Um, the, uh, the number one film actually ended up bringing on only $33 million uh, for its opening weekend. And for a Memorial Day weekend, you would really expect of a heck, a heck of a lot more, especially considering it's a four-day weekend because you factor in Friday through Monday. Um, so it's, it's, a you know, that was kind of a disappointment, but there was no really huge film that opened. I mean, you had Tomorrowland, but I, I think one of the things that hurt its opening was, uh, the trailers didn't give you really any glimpse into what the movie was about. Um, uh, you know, it, it visually, the trailers are pretty interesting, but it didn't give you much more than that. Uh, I've talked to several people who've seen it and they're like, you know, I kind of, kind of dug the movie, but, um, you know, the, the traders didn't really want to make me go see it. I just wanted to see it because it was new. And um, yeah. I, I'm wondering if that had, if that's what hurt this film. Uh, it did beat out Pitch Perfect 2, which actually I was surprised. I figured Pitch Perfect 2 would survive another week. Um, i recap the top five real quick just so you guys know. Avengers Age of Ultron, still in the top five. Uh, it was at $21.6 million last weekend. Poltergeist debuted at a dismal number four at $22 million. Mad Max Fury Road was at number three at 24.6, Pitch Perfect 2 at 30.8 million, and Tomorrowland, number one, but only at $33 million. Um, so let's get some of your thoughts on this weekend. What are some of the reasons you're, you're feeling that this was such a, a really a dismal, dismal opening for Memorial Day? Well, it's really, uh, it's really surprising. I, I do think the trailer, you're right, they didn't know, quite know how to sell Tomorrowland. Um, this is the kind of film that probably would not have gotten bankrolled had Brad Bird not been such a um, popular commodity. You know, he's had so many successes directing the uh, Last Mission Impossible right, film, right? 
And before that, he had those two animated Pixar films, Incredibles and um, Ratatouille. And, uh, of course, you know, he did The Iron Giant, but that was not really a success. It was right. kind of a flop, although it, I do have a lot of admiration for it. But uh, the, I think that he had earned the right to make whatever film he wanted to, and so this was, you know, his his pet project. And, right, uh, right. These pet projects sometimes, just because it's something that you're really into, doesn't necessarily mean that the uh, the mainstream is going to turn up. For exactly. It. Uh, that's that's part of it. And and I, you know, I, we, I didn't get, I hadn't seen it last time we did our show, but I did see it, and I, I enjoyed it. Not quite as much as you, but I, it does have some really. Uh, it, really good progressive ideas there that could make the world potentially a better place if we would uh, take heed of them and there's some there's some some good some things to behold there and and some uh some good things in the, in the message that the film is trying to get out there but um i just think that audiences like you said they weren't really sure what was going on it was it's a, it's a little the trailer's a little bit uh just it doesn't really sell the film right uh, as well as it could or should be sold and i think that is a big problem yeah, uh yeah. and the reason why it failed but they're talking now it's a 190 million dollar film they're it made 32 million of course opening weekend uh they're saying now that this might be a failure along the lines of john carter wow. which was the big tremendous uh thud yeah uh, from uh, disney a couple of years ago right. you know they had these big plans these lofty yeah. plans yeah. for this John Carter franchise. Right, and, right. Uh, and again, that was John Lasseter, I do re- believe, the Pixar guy, another former Pixar guy who directed that, his first live-action film, and, and probably his last, I yeah. would hate to say, because yeah. I don't think he's uh, he's done anything since then. It was really... I, I believe it was Lasseter that directed that, but I know it was a Pixar guy. Right. If I'm wrong on that, then you'll have to forgive me. But, but, uh, yeah, and but I, anyway... I, another thing I think to mention is... Um, you know, it's not a franchise film. It's an original film um, that, that this time of year, you know, you, you look at the ones that are finding success, you know, your Furious Sevens, your Avengers, your Mad Max. Um, you know, those are things, and it, Pitch Perfect 2, those are things that have, they've already got kind of a buy-in to them. And um, yep. that's what, you know, th- those are the kind of things, it's, it's really hard to break something in that doesn't have some kind of background to it that people can attach themselves to, whether it's an adaptation of a book or a comic book, you know, or, or something that's, that's part of a sequel or a prequel or a reboot. Tomorrowland was just brand new. And so couple that on top of the trailer that didn't give you any really desirable reason to go check it out other than, ooh, this is going to be a, a visually interesting piece, that all, all plays into it. So, uh, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe they need to hire us to give them some thoughts uh, and advice. I'm sure that they're going to be listening to the show and saying, you know what, let's do it. Let's get Noel, let's get Adam. we got a job uh, for him right now. So let's, let's see if we can make that happen, man. There you go. There you go. All right. Perfect idea. Perfect. Good deal. Well, uh, this weekend, uh, in uh, opening in wide release, there are a couple films. Uh, disaster film, uh, you and I grew up on disaster films. Uh, your first film that you went to see was Towering Inferno. Oh, so yeah. So you know, you know disaster films. You know, I remember that along with Poseidon Adventure and Earthquake uh, and, and a few others during that time period, those disaster films, those, you know, death, you know, chaos, mayhem, the world's going to crumble, whatever that world may be. Uh, San Andreas is that kind of film, and we can't have summer without having that kind of film. 
this movie is uh, is actually written by the same guy who has done uh, quite a few things um, throughout his career. Um, he uh, he's done uh, he's done Nash Bridges. He's done a lot of other TV shows, uh, recent TV shows. I'm gonna have to look this up. I was talking about it today, and I've gone completely blank on some of the film, uh, films that he's uh, TV shows that he's been a part of, but some very successful. Uh, TV shows. I'm going to bring that back up a little bit later, but also uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the star in this film. Uh, any thoughts on what you're expecting from this? Uh, well, word on the street is that it's you know it's about what you would expect. It's um, it's it's not a particularly uh, a, a film of insight or depth or anything like that, but it's fun for what it is. That's what I'm hearing from my friends who have uh, seen it already and. Uh, I suspect that I'm probably going to enjoy it on that level. Uh, I am a sucker for disaster films yeah, and yeah. always have been, and uh, so I can't imagine that I'm not going to enjoy it, especially on a big screen. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish that I had gotten to see it in the early screening, but uh, work, commitments pre- work commitments prevented that, unfortunately. So, But, yeah, I, I definitely think there's potential there, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, Looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, uh, I do love watching disaster films, um, especially on the big screen. Uh, just from a visual and the sound design standpoint, I'm, I'm always intrigued and brought in by that. I remember when uh, Earthquake, the movie, was released in theaters, they they really did made a big deal about surround, and it was just this new sound concept, which you know we're so used to now with the surround sound, but they called it surround, where you felt like you were in the middle of the earthquake. And I love that. I love that about these. Um, the, the, let, me, let me back up. The name I was talking about, Carlton Coos, um, uh, involved with Nash Bridges, the, the, the TV show I could not remember, Lost. Um, he was very... David Lindelof. Uh, or no, no, that's the guy that wrote, uh, I'm sorry, uh, he's the guy that wrote uh, Tomorrowland. I'm yep, thinking of him. Yep. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, he wrote uh, 34 episodes of Lost, also uh, was heavily involved in uh, Bates Motel, uh, 20 episodes uh, mm-hmm. of that that he was involved in. So he wrote uh, this piece, and it's really, um, he hasn't done a lot of film, uh, just done tons of TV throughout the years, even going back to uh, the, the early 90s, a TV show that I loved, uh, The Adventures of Briscoe County, Jr., uh, loved yep. that show. He wrote uh, quite a few episodes for that. I think 19 episodes he was involved in, which uh, pretty much took part of took, took hold of that whole series. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what the writing's like on this. Uh, he, he does have a way of throwing in some humor in his writing based on things that, uh, that I've seen before that he's done. So that's opening this weekend. Uh, that movie we're talking about, San Andreas, uh, in uh, 3,700 theaters and in uh, right under 3,000 theaters. Uh, a film called Aloha, uh, you know, a film I was looking forward to by a director and writer, uh, Cameron Crowe. Um, mm-hmm. Great cast uh, in this film. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, uh, Rachel McAdams, Bill Murray, Jay Baruchel, um, also Danny McBride and Alec Baldwin, although I could uh, do without Danny McBride most of the time. But um, yeah. Aloha, one I've been looking forward to seeing. There was a screening for this, um, but it was a, like a 4 p.m. screening. You and I talked before the show that's a very odd time for a screening uh, for critics or for anybody. So uh, i disappointed I did not get a chance to see that early. But based on what you're telling me from uh, others that uh, other critics that you've talked to, maybe not such a bad idea that I didn't go uh, go see it that early. Yeah. Uh, our good friend uh, over at Movie Geeks United, Jamie Duvall, and he's a 
a faithful listener to our show, and uh, he saw it early, and uh, he posted a review of it online, and uh, he, he's the biggest Cameron Crowe fan that I know of. He just uh, really gets Cameron Crowe and what he's trying to achieve, and he even finds things to like about Elizabethtown, which most of us didn't. Okay. <laughs> But uh, hey, I love the music. I love the music for Elizabeth. Taylor. I did too. I did too. And I, there are things I liked in it, but there, it was kind of meandering, you know. Yeah. It was definitely. But uh, he gave this a D plus. Wow. And I know if he doesn't wow. like this, yeah. uh, that there's really something wrong because he's willing to always give Cameron Crowe benefit of the doubt. Also on Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting right now. Most of the reviews are in, or a good percentage of them are in already, and uh, it's giving. There's an eight. Percent. I'm, I mean, you you heard that right. Eight percent wow. positive. Wow. Uh, on this, this is a major. This, this film's had problems. Um, you know when they had the Sony email hacking yes. scandal last fall yes. around Christmas time or whatever, the yep. one that eventually led to the, uh, you know, that was uh, supposedly because of uh, the the uh, for the Seth Rogen movie in retaliation for right. that, right. The, the Franco movie, uh, the interview. So. In those leaked emails, Amy Pascal, who's chief of Sony, was really panicking in some of those emails and saying this this film really had problems and she didn't know what to do with it. And so there was already bad buzz, but apparently she was on to something because it looks like Cameron Crowe has really lost his, you know, it, one review I read, uh, I think that was a good. Our good friend Sean O'Connell said, uh, "You know, this proves that Cameron Crowe has nothing more in, more of interest to say, and that's too bad. That, yeah. that saddens me. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think I, I don't have much hope for this. I will uh, see it, of course, but I don't have much hope for it at all, yeah. unfortunately. And that that pains me to say. It does. Uh, I mean, you know, Crowe's the guy that that brought us things like Say Anything, Singles, Jerry Maguire, almost famous." Yeah, uh, you know those are just amazing, amazing films, and yep. uh, you know a few years ago, Rider of Fast Times at Ridgemont. Yeah, I absolutely. Do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, you know he did. Re- we bought a zoo a few years ago, which was you know it was an okay family film. Um, I, was, I thought it was fine. There yeah. was a lot yeah, yeah. to uh, embrace about that. Yeah. I thought uh, Pearl Jam twenty. Uh, he did that uh, that uh, documentary piece that was really really pretty cool i don't know if any uh, anybody if i don't know if you got a chance to see that but that was pretty pretty well done and it makes no, they sense get a chance to see that one he did a documentary on uh uh leon russell and elton john's pairing up to make an album together oh yeah and it was yeah, called the sure union did. that was really interesting hbo ran that and uh it's, it's available as a bonus in their uh, deluxe edition of that cd but wow that was really impressive i thought so yeah yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's hope that, uh, that this is just a just a miss for him, and that we'll find uh, find I the next so. project will be one worth worth checking out. Film we're talking about is Cameron Crowe's Aloha that opens this weekend in uh, twenty seven plus hundred theaters, uh, along with San Andreas. Those are the two wide releases uh, this weekend. Next weekend, you've got uh, three films in wide release. I'll go ahead and give you guys a sneak preview of that. Entourage, uh, based on the uh, TV series from HBO that lasted yep. for uh, eight seasons. Uh, that is opening. Uh, I've already talked to a couple of people who have seen that, and um, I, I heard from one guy who said that over half of the theater walked out during the screening. Wow. Yes. Um, uh, also, Insidious Chapter 3 opens next week, and then Spy, the uh, comedy with Ms. Melissa McCarthy. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, these first few weeks, um, 
are, are really kind of lackluster for me. Yeah. I, I'm ex- I would have expected a heck of a lot more um, than, than what we're seeing right now. I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed uh, in some of these uh, some of these choices in films. Uh, it's, oh, you mean you know, you're not excited about uh, Human Centipede 3 that came out May 22nd? You know, uh, that, uh, I, that, that is the one that I really wanted to see, and it just <laughs> didn't, didn't show up in my hometown. Um, so I'm uh, really disappointed on that. Uh, there, there are a lot of limited releases. There's actually a few more limited releases that I might rather see than seeing some of these wide releases. So yep. interesting stuff there. Interesting stuff. So there's a there's a taste of what you guys can check out in box office this weekend and in the upcoming weekends. Yeah, next weekend we've got Spy, of course, like you said, in Insidious Chapter 3. I, yep. I, Insidious Chapter 3 I'm curious about because it's a prequel, and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't care much at all for the second one. No, but the third one I'm, I'm curious. So yeah. I'm like you. Uh, you know, I'm... maybe they'll redeem it. Maybe there's a story to be told there. I don't know. Spy, uh, I'll, I may see it, but it'll be under protest yep. because... That Melissa McCarthy shtick is wearing really thin for me. Uh, yeah, but the uh, movie I really want to see is in limited release that's coming out next week. And it's Love and Mercy, the uh, biopic about Brian Wilson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's one that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, too, because it's got uh, John Cusack in that, uh, Paul Giamatti, yeah. Elizabeth Banks, uh, Paul Paul Dano, I think, is in that, Paul too. Paul Dano plays the young Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I just like him. Yeah, I'd love to see that one, too. I'd love to see that one as well. Yeah, that's the one I'm excited about, and and we probably won't get it for a month or more. You know, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. Well, man, uh, that's that's it for uh, what's coming up in theaters. Uh, Let's uh, take a look at some movie news. I'll let you dive in on that, and then um, I will uh, uh, chat about uh, Ball State University and Turner Classic Movies and uh, what they're offering free for film lovers this summer. Well... Um, uh, the main news that we're hearing here is Andy Serkis' character in Star Wars, The Force Awakens, has been revealed. And, uh, it's, um, I'm, I'm actually, my computer timed out. I'm <laughs> just waiting for it to come up. I was going to give you more details. Okay. Okay, um, uh, so anyway, um, uh, is, is the performance is motion captured. Right, right. And it, they're saying that it was revealed that Circus character will be named Supreme Leader Snoke. I don't know what that means, <laughs> nor does anybody else. But uh, <laughs> anyway, they're keeping there you know, go. very, very secretive about this. And, yeah. uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, that is uh, major. You know, I guess all the Star Wars fans are just... Uh, they're just t- they're dying for any kind of news they can get about this new, you know, film. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And well, you know, it, so, it, yeah. Well, you know, it was uh, it was this uh, really this week in uh, movie history that uh, Star Wars, uh, you know, opened up in theaters. And uh, that's true. Yeah, know. The Empire Strikes Back uh, too. Also was yeah. uh, we talked about that yeah. last. Week. about that last May week first. And yeah. And this week, it was May 25th, uh, 37 years ago. And yeah. Again, I want to plug that book one more time, uh, the, un- the Untold History, uh, The Secret History of Star Wars by Michael Kaminsky. is a terrific book. I've been listening to the audio book on that. And, oh, my goodness, if you haven't listened to that or read it, uh, I couldn't recommend it more. It's just chock full of all kinds of uh, information that you didn't know about the production of these films and uh, the truth versus what George Lucas has always told people about his story arcs, and how and there's there's all kinds of uh, reiterations of the original early drafts of the screenplay for all the films, and it shows you how they they eventually came to the decisions they did. It's just a fascinating, fascinating 
book uh, that I couldn't recommend more. So uh, anyway, and one more piece of news. They are doing a big screen version of Chips. Okay. With, uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be in that. So All right. Okay. Uh, you know, so and um, Dax Shepard, the, the actor, I think he may be directing it. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, I'm surprised it took, it took him this long to do a Chips remake or a Chips big screen version of chips i'm surprised yeah uh, that seemed like that would have been ripe for the plucking a long time ago but um anyway yep. it's it's coming down the pike one way uh, for whatever it's worth so all there right. you go all right well you uh one of the things that uh, I, I wanted to throw out there from a movie news standpoint is uh you know in night Shyamalan has not had uh, a ton of success in recent years at the box office um he has uh put together a tv show uh called wayward pines uh, that is really interesting. Uh, I've, I've got to, I've got to got to say that uh, if, if you haven't checked it out, it's uh, it's in probably about episode four. It's a limited series. Uh, it's available. Uh, check it out. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a Twin Peaks esque show. And uh, if you like Twin Peaks, uh, if you like quirky, uh, I would recommend it. It's called Wayward Pines, and so uh, I, I had to throw in a plug for that because. Uh, I, I was a big fan of Shyamalan's early work, and then uh, once the happening happened, um, he just wasn't happening with me anymore. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, you know, kept hoping and hoping and hoping that there would be something else that that would that would come out. I checked that, out a little bit before that. I think the village was the turning point for me. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I, I, I liked uh, I liked the I liked aspects of the village, and uh, actually, I liked more aspects of it than I thought I was going to. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, uh, happening just really, really. Um, that was when I walked out, going, "Okay, what the heck did I just see?" You know, and and when yeah, you yeah, when, when you end up uh, asking yourself that, and and you 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 watch movies all the time, there's a problem. There's a real right. problem. There's a real problem. Well, uh, you mentioned Star Wars news. Uh, let me also mention here's a Star Wars connection. Christopher Lee uh, celebrates a birthday this week. Uh, born in 1933. Uh, you know, the guy is still acting, still doing stuff. You know, recent years, Lord of the Rings, of course, the, the Star Wars prequels, but James Bond, uh, Dracula, Sherlock Holmes. He's done so many yep. things over the course of his career. You know, when I think of Dracula, I think about the Hammer films. I think about Christopher Lee. That's the Dracula yeah. that I remember, the one that I connect most with. Cause of course. I love those Hammer films. Uh, so uh, happy birthday this week to uh, to Christopher Lee. Um, and uh, also um, wanted to share another uh, birthday this week. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, was born this week. There's a birthday. And, uh, you know, since we were talking about uh, Dracula, I've got to throw in a guy named James Well, uh, who died uh, this week back in 1957 at the age of 67. Uh, uh-huh. He was known for horror films like The Invisible Man and Frankenstein. He was found dead in his uh, California swimming pool. Uh, May 29th, 1957. So uh, any thoughts or feedback on any of those films or filmmakers before I dive into a few more uh, film history well, they're pieces? All, uh, they're all worthy of note, that's for sure. I mean, you know, but, uh, yeah, I was just I was reading Christopher Lee is 93, actually. That's hard to believe. Uh, but he's still going strong, you know. And I, I read somewhere he did an album recently or something. Wow. Into doing music and stuff, so it's... Uh, He's a curious guy, but good wow. for him. Good for wow. him. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen good, actually it was nineteen twenty-two that he was born. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was reading that somebody 
posted that the other day and said he was 93. I was like, wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we can go over a couple of Blu-ray yep. pieces of Blu-ray news. Yeah, um, yeah. give me a couple of those, and then we'll talk about uh, Turner Classic Movies. I've got to make sure I get that plug in. Yeah, get that in for sure. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, here's, some, here's one you're clamoring for, I'm sure, from 1990, Ski School. Oh, yes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Got to, got to see that ski school. Absolutely, absolutely. There's actually a ski school too that you <laughs> run late, late night on oh, uh, man. Cinemax, believe it or oh, not. Man. But uh, yeah, ski school actually getting a Blu-ray release. Enter the Ninja and Revenge of the Ninja. Okay, uh, all right. Both of those. Um, let's see, Empire of the Ants. Oh yes, and yes. That's uh, pre-Dynasty uh, uh, Joan Collins and Jaws of Satan, which is about a snake basically that goes around attacking people or something I, I haven't seen empire of the ants probably in 33 years i saw it in 1982 was wow. the last time i saw it and wow i don't i remember it being okay actually but uh not really anything you know su- super exciting but uh anyway uh yeah it probably doesn't hold up frogs from 1972 and food of the gods those are uh, making their way to blu-ray and um I think we talked about a couple of these last week, Yellowbeard and yep, uh, yep, we did. We a couple those. of these. But then uh, next week, there's a couple of interesting ones. Focus, the uh, Will Smith movie, uh, Apollo 13, 20th anniversary edition. Isn't that hard to believe? <laughs> it is, man. It really is. Uh, it is, very much. But, uh, yeah, Wolfen, remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, I do, man. Yep, that, uh, yep, I sure remember it very well. Albert yeah. Finney, yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, that's coming out on Blu-ray. Warner Brothers issuing that. The Train Robbers, which is Anne Margaret and John Wayne, and anything Anne Margaret's in, I'm instantly interested. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, so those are in 1776, okay. which was made in 1972. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. The director's cut of that. Okay. And there's yeah. a John Wayne Westerns collection also. So anyway, so that pretty much catches us up to June June 9th, and we'll talk about those maybe next time. So good deal. Anyway, so awesome. there you go. I'll let you go ahead and take it away on the uh, Turner Classic. Yeah, movies. Turner Classic movies. Uh, they're going to be offering a, a series called The Summer of Darkness beginning uh, next week, every Friday night throughout June and July, all the way through July 31st. They're going to be having 24 hours of film noir. And uh, going back to really early stuff, back to 1931, and even up to things like 1997's L.A. Confidential, um, that's going to be a lot of fun in itself, being able to watch some of these films uh, again, and sometimes some for the first time. But the even cooler part about it is they've teamed up uh, with a guy named uh, Dr. Rick, I'm sorry, Dr. Rich Edwards, and uh, we're going to have an interview with him uh, available on uh, right after this. You can catch him right after this. To talk a little bit more about this, we've got to tease this out. There's going to be a film course that's offered through Ball State University in partnership with Turner Classic Movies, and it's free. Uh, if you want to dive in and learn about film noir, if you want to you know, get as engaged as you want to, if you want to you know, do some research, it's all going to be there. He's going to offer tons of information. So this guy teaches film noir. He's an expert in it, and uh, just a great conversation with him uh, on a kind of extended edition of a cinema scene. But if you want to check out the film course, go to tcm.com slash summer of darkness, and you can find out all the films uh, plus a whole lot more stuff uh, about the course as well. But wanted to mention that. That's tcm.com summer of darkness, and it's Dr. Rich Edwards who will be leading the course. 
Uh, he's done things like this before, and it was uh, uh, you know, just looking forward to, to sharing that conversation with you. So we appreciate him spending some time talking to us as well. Uh, one more movie I wanted to mention that was uh, this week in movie history, um, Alien in 1979, May 25th, 1979, was released. And Newsweek, uh, Newsweek film critic, named said this, this will scare the peanuts out of your M&Ms. And I've always loved that quote. I've always loved that quote oh, about yeah. that film. And so uh, I wanted to make sure I shared that. And one more piece of movie history news. The only X-rated film to ever win Best Picture Oscar Midnight Cowboy opened in New York uh, this week in 1969. So uh, those are the things I've got to share, Adam, uh, from a movie news standpoint and a movie uh, this week in movie history standpoint. And I'm I'm about done, man. You got anything else you want to share this week? Well, I was going to say, uh, Midnight Cowboy is a terrific movie. Still, still holds up in yep. my opinion. But uh, that's a whole other thing. I was also going to mention uh, a couple of deaths here. Uh, John Nash, the uh, mathematician that yes. uh, the yeah. film A Beautiful Mind was based on, died in a car accident. Unfortunately, he was. I think he was like 83 or somewhere in that range. And anyway, uh, yeah, he he was uh, he he was killed. He and his wife both killed in a car accident over the weekend. So uh, just uh, it's, it's too bad. Yep. Too bad. Yep. It but, sure uh, is. Um, and Ann Mara, the mother of Ben Stiller, right. and uh, yes. you know, she's uh, with uh, Stiller and Mara. She yes. was a comedy partner with her husband. She was great. Very Stiller. Uh, yeah. She passed away too at the age of 85. So yeah, she was uh, wonderful. Mention mention those two passings there. Yeah, she was um, she was so, wonderful. Well, yeah. man, I appreciate it as always. And uh, you did mention Midnight Cowboy, yeah, a film that still holds up today. And uh, if you like cowboy uh, movies, well, hey, here you go, Urban Cowboy becoming a TV series. I will leave you on that, and you can decide what to do with that. That's all I have to say. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Noel Manning. That's Adam Long. This is Cinema Scene, and you've been listening to it right here on Gardner-Webb University Radio, wgwg.org. Till next time, that is a wrap.